Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I want to watch romantic comedy. I'm going to be 20 plus 10. And what do I have to show for it? Nothing but work. I really love this movie. that one specifically because every other quote was baseball oh, it's a movie every based on other baseball. quote oh. so that wow. one was like one of the only ones about her 20 plus 10 hello hello and welcome to romantic comedy commentary.com or sarah likes to call it romcomcom.com and i'm justin and I'm Sarah. And this week we're doing one of my personal favorites. We're doing Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch. Oh my God, this is such a good movie. Yeah. Uh, when people ask me what my favorite romantic comedies are, Sarah, this one is usually on the tip of my wow. tongue. Dead serious. And and we'll get You've into- never seen it. Never? Never. Oh, it's so good. 2005. Yeah. It is a Fairly Brothers movie as well. I didn't know well. that until the end. I know. I was like, oh shit. Well, and it made me realize- the Fairly Brothers make romantic comedies. I know. It's something about Mary. Shallow How. Shallow How. We've got this. Mm-hmm. Me, myself, and Irene. Mm. You could make the argument, kind, kind of. of. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't think that. But it has a 6.2 on IMDb. 65. Stuck on you. Sorry. Stuck on you. Yeah. Maybe. No, that is, there's some romance in yeah, there. Yeah, Ava Mendes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it has a six, 65% on Rotten Tomatoes, 88% like it on Google. 88? 88% like it. I think it should be higher than it that. It really should be. This is such it's a good, so good movie. Maybe it's just because there are a lot of Sox haters. Whether you... I don't know. That could even... If I had strong emotion... I don't I don't, li- I don't like Boston. I don't dislike Boston. Mm. But if you even if you had strong emotions, they're so good in this yeah. movie. It's just... It's one Makes big smile. Makes me want to go to Boston. It does make Boston look fun. Have you ever mm. been to Boston no. at all? No. Neither have I. I've never been to New England. Hmm. What exactly is New England? Yeah. We've talked about that. I know, and I always forget. <laughs> it I, is. But like, okay, when people all say. All of the states north of New York. Which would be? <clears throat> Connecticut. Vermont. New Hampshire. Maine. Oh, my gosh. New Jersey. Well, no, New Jersey's down a little. New Jersey's a mid-Atlantic state. Uh, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, of course. How many have you named? Delaware is kind of in the middle. Delaware is kind of with New Jersey. According to Wikipedia, there's six. Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut. You okay. named all of those. Yeah. Okay. But, like, why aren't they called the Boston Patriots? <laughs> Because they, they because they encompass that entire area. Okay, this is just this yeah. is one of the okay. So there's certain things in life that it feels like once you get to a certain age, if you don't know, you can't you can't ask I or mean, find out. You could call them the New England Red Sox because it's basically the same thing. Okay, then that makes sense to me. Yeah, like Stephen King is a huge Red Sox fan. Stephen King, but is he in is this a movie. diehard Maine native, so. He's the cameo of this movie. I know. And I was what what yeah. made me laugh is I was going through the uh, the actors in it listings and I was trying to find one person and, and I'm going through it, going through I'm like, Stephen King, where the hell is Stephen King in this thing? Oh, I saw him. I was like, Oh yeah. Do you think 
that that was did he actually throw he out did. the inaugural pitch that year and they yeah happened and they to catch blamed it? him for the loss they were on a 10 game winning streak and he threw out the pitch and they lost that game and they blamed Stephen King <laughs> in the newspaper really yeah <laughs> so I feel like it seems like there's a ferocity oh my god in in sports that even here in, in Columbus with the New Buckeyes England. we don't get I mean people what? are nuts we ab- get that in the Buckeyes People are nuts about the Buckeyes. If someone did a coin flip, <clears throat> I don't think that the paper would be claiming that we lost the game because they did the coin flip badly. Yeah, I guess that is a whole new mania. They are really superstitious up there. <laughs> really. But it's also incredibly old. Mm-hmm. Like over 100 years of baseball. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> A lot of games. So if someone hasn't seen this movie, do you want to give like a postage stamp view of it just so that sure. they have an idea what it's about? Yeah. I mean, broad strokes. Yeah. So Jimmy Fallon is a math teacher and he takes his shiningest students to meet someone in the math field who's actually working and it happens this year to be Drew Barrymore somehow, even though they get into nothing about exactly what she does with her math major. And then all the students think she's hot and they're like, you could never get her. So he goes back to ask her out. She ends up finally giving him a chance after talking to all her girlfriends. And then she's sick on the first date. He takes care of her and she's like, okay, you're cool. And they date all winter and it's great. Then he's like, I'm really into the Red Sox. I need you to know that. She's like, no, that's cool. And then that whole summer, it becomes really freaking apparent how obsessed he is with the Red Sox to the point of, you know, to the detriment of their relationship. And she, and then there's a pregnancy scare where she thinks she's pregnant. Turns out she ends up not being. And she's like reevaluating. Can I really be with this guy who puts the Red Sox above everything else? Will he always put them above everything, including me and or a future child and he tries to show her that he does care about her he skips a game to go to this friend's birthday thinks it's the best night ever and then finds out that the Red Sox won they came back from the Yankees and won in the last inning with 10 runs and he missed the greatest night of Red Sox history basically and like regrets it she says he broke her heart she breaks up with him He's like in this huge depression, then realizes that he cares more about her than the Red Sox, tries to sell his tickets. She realizes that he really does love her, tries to get into the World Series, or no, the the playoff game to get into the World Series with the Yankees, ends up having to like jump down onto the field, (laughs) grand gesturing it, gets over, convinces him not to sell his tickets, and then they kiss and they end up together. Oh my God. Such a, it really is such a good movie because it's Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And for okay, I would not call myself a Drew Barrymore fan, and yet as I was sitting she's great there, in this. Well, as I say, as I'm sitting there going through all the movies that she's in in my mm-hmm. head, especially romantic comedies, I'm finding like, oh no, I I do really like that movie. Oh, I really do like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I love this one too. I realize I, I guess I'm found, secretly a Drew Barrymore I know, fan. I have found that she's my favorite in this movie and in. Uh, the Wedding Singer. Those are my two oh, favorites. Oh, she's great in The Wedding Singer, too. Roles. Yeah. But she is like, 
like surprisingly thin in this movie. Like I've never seen her that thin in any movie. Like what was she doing? <laughs> like was she married to Tom Green and like I think Tom like, Green was sooner. I think that or I think that was closer to like 2000s Charlie's Angels time. I think they I guess had been she was divorced thin by Charlie's then. Angels. I forgot about that. Yeah, too. she was pretty thin and she was pretty thin in uh, uh 50 First Dates. Oh, another mm. excellent romantic That's comedy. That's a great movie, but no, I remember in that movie being like she's not what you would think of as like a typical lead, which I appreciate about her. Mm. But I was like, whoa, she's like, I think of Drew Barrymore as like a more of a regular sized person, mm. which is nice, which is refreshing to have on the screen. Phys- not physically, but like facial wise, she doesn't like, she's, she doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. Like, like Rachel McAdams in the notebook. She's like my jam. <laughs> Like, she's like, I could get with her. Yeah. yeah she's yeah, yeah. beautiful. And like, my friend. Like, you'd buy her a drink at a bar if she Definitely. was sitting by herself. Okay. I would watch her wander around the bar. Definitely. <laughs> um, Drew Barrymore would like, be my friend. I would be friends with her. She's yeah. super cool. Like, physically, I'm not like, yes, you have Katherine Heigl boobs. Mm-hmm. You know? She has great boobs. You can't, you can't discount that. But... <laughs> She's obviously a great actress, comes from a long line of very famous, very successful Barrymore actors. Um, but I was like, whoa, she's really thin in this. Like, I didn't, I guess surprise. I didn't pick up on the thin as much, but I think you just encapsulated my view of Drew Barrymore too. Yeah. Where it's like, I I like, you're, you're not my, like, you don't rev my engine, but mm-hmm. like, but in this movie though... I am so drawn to her. Like I found myself like in the best of these romantic comedies and the ones that I really enjoy, I find myself smiling like a goddamn idiot (laughs) at certain scenes. Yeah. Um, Like when she was doing the sea, like at a point in the movie, she pretends to be a seagull and he throws food into her (laughs) mouth. Do you think that that was CGI'd in later or like voiceover later? Cause that was like, that was a very good seagull impression. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. Like it was really legit. Yeah. I, although I think I did a pretty good one right now. So maybe (laughs) she just did it. I don't know. But that was one of those things where if if someone I know did that yeah. at a bar, I would be incredibly annoyed. If a girl I was dating did it, I'd be like, and oh my then God, this is the cutest thing. And then you threw food in her thing. mouth and then yeah. she caught it. And I was smiling yeah. as though That'd I liked it like a girl I was dating. I like yeah, that yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah so, that's so good. Drew Barrymore yeah. in this thing, I think her and Jimmy Fallon's chemistry yeah, is they had great incredible. They had great chemistry. Well, and you know what I think I figured out? Part of it what? was it's Jimmy Fallon and it's just his style of acting because he always is nervous. Yeah. And so that gives it this kind of giddy childlike energy, this constant flirtations mm-hmm. feeling, even when they're comfortable yeah. around each other. And I think that's why it worked. He has like He's a the a, American Hugh Grant. Yeah. That's actually a really good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the reasons... Okay, so the the reason I like this movie originally... Mm-hmm. I've had a real growth, I realized, with this movie, even watching it the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, I was stuck on a plane to uh uh japan Somewhere in Asia. Yeah. yeah to japan mm-hmm. and this was on and i probably watched it three to four times why because i the first time <laughs> i was like okay that wasn't bad the second time i was like i think i'm kind of seeing something oh here and then the, the last two were because i loved it so that was where my Did love you have it. choices of other movies uh lemony snick it's a series of unfortunate events all right the i first watched one. that that's not good compared to the netflix series yeah, that's I think, much better i think i watched that movie a 
couple times. I didn't sleep like the whole flight, wow. plane flight either. It was, it's only it was, like, like a thirteen hour flight or twelve. How'd you get this? If you watch this four times, that's twelve. That's three times, maybe. That's 10, 11 hours. Well, no, this is an hour forty four. So but with no like, bathroom breaks, no stops. No, I don't think I. I think I maybe peed once or twice. I, I, long story short, I watched this. Maybe I watched it at other points, jumping around Asia too. The point yeah. is, I was there all summer, and we took a shit ton of plane flights. And I this was on, so I okay. watched this a lot. All right. Um, and Japan Air was into we did fever take, pitch. We did. I, that's where I watched it on. We took a it I was Japan you. Air yeah. there, and then somewhat around there. They love Nancy Javonin. <laughs> And then I think another part of it, just my growth with this movie, is then shortly afterwards, I was at one point dating a girl named Lindsay, like the main character. Mm -hmm. I often do feel like an eccentric goofball that um, is oddly passionate about random things to a point that it may seem fanatical. Yeah, I can see that. Exactly. And so I identify, that was at that point, you know, younger. Now that I'm a little older and I watch this, I haven't probably seen this in four or five years, I'm looking at it and there's moments of heartbreak in the movie that I'm like, I'm going, that was, that's you. You made a lot of those same mistakes <laughs> and you had that same scene at the door. You've had those same experiences. Um, Which door scene? When he went and knocked on her door. And, and there the was a dude answered, yeah. named Patrick. We'll get into Patrick. Okay. Um, Meanwhile, his name isn't Patrick. He accidentally forgot his line. And they just made his name Patrick then. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. His name was like Craig or something. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. That's a good scene too. He's holding the dog. <laughs> oh no, stop that. Nice. <laughs> and so I had, you know, I had that, I, I had that. And now as I'm older and I'm in my thirties, I'm now seeing that scene. There's a scene where her friends are talking about, oh, well he seems great, but what's wrong with him? If yeah. he's this old, why is he single? Yeah. And now I'm looking at myself and I'm going, oh my God. Yeah. What? Well, what are, what's going to be my, what's my excuse? Should, and they even said he should be on his second mistake by now or something like that. Not necessarily like what's wrong with you, but like, why haven't you gotten married and divorced? By yeah. Now? Didn't she say something about someone should have tagged him and, or tranquilized him and tagged him by yeah. now? Oh my, do, do I need to worry about those conversations? Like that's a real hey, thing, hey. right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So do we need to start strategically planning excuses <laughs> or reasons? Maybe. Oh, my. Put it on your profile. Because that was like a little, you know, and so I guess what I'm saying is like, I have, as I grow as a person, Sarah, <laughs> like all good uh, uh, stories about life that ring true, you start mm -hmm. seeing it in different lights. It starts bringing mm. different truths through as you get older. So for yeah. me, Fever Pitch is that movie. Wow. I mean, as, usually as, people do that with books, but no, for me, it, for me, it's Fever Pitch. <laughs> One, it, and two, like, so Jimmy Fallon is obsessed with the Red Sox. Yeah. I am not quite to this extent, but I love fish so much. Oh, so when, yeah. when people personify things like sports teams, I do the same thing with the band Fish. Yeah. And I talk about the boys like I know them, and I talk about the band like it is a unit you know yeah. a person and i a team a team yeah oh dude mm -hmm. jam bands are musical sports i tell people this yeah i can see that and a lot of people look at me crazy but when you get into yeah. it you've heard me talking to people and get into 
Oh no! Well, they haven't played that in this many days. Oh no, they haven't played it in this show. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that was back in fourteen. He—that's when he was using this piece of equipment and doing it. He no, he's back in the pocket now. Mm-hmm. No. Oh no, man! The, they brought a tweezer that night, ripped the whole house down, saved the show. <laughs> it's musical sports. Yeah, and, I can see that. See what they're gonna do. Yeah, and what what gets me though is a lot of people will look at it. Even people that are into music will be uh, poo-pooing sports. Like, no, you have the same passion. You look it's at it the just, same way. It's a different yeah. thing. So, Yeah, well, we should also say that you don't engage in recreational drugs, and yet somehow you're really into jam bands. Really into jam bands, <laughs> absolutely. I don't understand how you can do that. I wish I were into jam bands, but I find that if I'm really into a band... Mm-hmm. I like when they riff and do stuff because I know that band really well. Mm-hmm. If I don't, I'm like, God damn it. Why is this song eight minutes long? You know, but if like talking heads got up and did a bunch of weird stuff, I would yeah. love it. When the Lumineers at the finale of their show and the encore did a talking head song, I was yeah. like, Oh, oh my wait, what song God. did they do? What song did they do? Home Ugh. is where I want to be. Lift me up and bring me around and everyone else was like 22 and they're like what the shit is this and i'm singing every song like this is every lyric like this is the greatest thing in the world and it's because i knew all the songs and knew what they were doing well that in and you're right that's it's when you so that's why i don't like fully immersed yeah yeah exactly and and you know the catalog good enough Mm. that then when you hear a little tweak you're like oh what was oh what was that oh they're going i see where you're going with this but you're right it really does only grab you if you kind of know the foundational elements of it if you Um, don't you're like what is this Exactly. What is the song going to be over? God, what are I, they doing? I was just playing nothing but flowers so fucking loud two days ago <laughs> on the way back to my house. There was a factory and now it's all covered in daisies. I don't know what that means, but I like you it. Got, nothing but flowers is a talking head song. You don't know nothing but flowers? I don't think I know that oh, song. Oh, I'm going to play nothing but flowers for you when we're done wow, recording. I thought it I is, knew talking heads. It's such a good song. You'll know it. The only Custer's song that my dad knows is Farmhouse. And he sings it wrong all the time. What does he say? Welcome, this is our farmhouse. We have lots of flies around <laughs> in this time of year. And he just kind of mumbles off. I'm like, God damn it. Every time. And it's like the most, like, if you don't know fish, you know farmhouse, yeah. you know, song. I'm like, stop. <laughs> so, but he does that with every song. I mean, he never knows the words to anything. But it's just like, Ugh. Like he listens to anything. He's like the, he's like, I don't even know. I can't think of a a metaphor for the, he just listens to whatever comes on. Like he found 21 pilots listening to the radio in Florida and was like, this shit is good. And like, he's done that with a couple of things like clap your hands, say, yeah. Hmm. And, um, the Lumineers he got into long ago, but he only listens to like the two songs and then like moves on. And doesn't know like the rest of the catalog or anything. He, he likes breadth, not yes, depth. Yes, yes. Like I listen to everything. He was talking to somebody younger at his office a couple of years ago, and he's like, "No, I listen to everything." And they're like, "Everything? Like what do you listen to?" And he just turned and was like, "Beverly Hills. <laughs> That's where I wanna be." Just staring this guy dead in the eyes, and the guy's like, "Okay, <laughs> I guess." I guess you do listen to everything. Was there anything cooler when you were younger than showing your parents a song you liked and have them be like, yeah, this is actually pretty good. Um, Because I remember like, 
Like Dave Matthews, I listened to, my mom would always drive us up to go skiing and snowboarding. And I put on Dave Matthews band because like, mm-hmm. I was in high school and that's how I liked. And she was like, oh, I actually really like this. And for some reason, yeah. I re- and you it wasn't was like, cool. yeah, and it wasn't like a thing that like, mom, you need these lyrics. They mean so much. It was just yeah. like, I think this is enjoyable. Yeah. I like it. And I was like, oh yeah, this is toe tapping. like this. Yeah. And so hmm. ever since then too, anytime I, I, like I used to coach bowling and occasionally kids would be like, oh, have you heard this band? They're so good. I would not, I would make a point to listen to it. Mm-hmm. And regardless of if I liked it. I would say, you know what? I th- I actually thought that was pretty good because I knew how exciting that was Aww. too. Yeah, I thought That's that sweet. was. Yeah, my dad was always good at finding stuff, mm. but I don't know. He's never really good at listening to like. But he was good at supporting. Like he used to go and watch um, the "We Are Young," so let's set this world on fire. Fun. He used to go and watch fun when they were brand new with my sisters. They they went to the base. They were at the basement like ten years ago, and he was good at supporting that. I don't know. Mostly we listen to the Beatles. Well, yeah, the Beatles, as we were talking about a little bit earlier. Legit. Yes, are excellent. Speaking of which, yes. is there decent songs on this soundtrack? I think the soundtrack's okay. There were some like. <laughs> very early 2000s oh absolutely well i mean so maybe we need to stop saying soundtrack exactly because to say soundtrack is like like the cd what we mean is like the film i guess not score but like any music featured in the film because yeah i'll tell you what uh what this movie features that no other romantic comedy we've done yet has what one mr neil Diamonde, yeah, ah, so good. That's so but that's good. That's like that's the theme song of the Red Sox. Well, yeah, but still, that was a fun. Yeah. That was a fun scene. Dropkick Murphys of, are, yeah. of course, like all over I lost this. My leg. There was one that they kept playing as well. That was like, it was like talking about the socks. What was it called? There's one called "As We Walk to Fenway Park in Boston Town" by Jonathan Richman. Is that it? I maybe. I'm just looking at the soundtrack. <laughs> That's probably what it is. There's one called Dance, 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 Yowza, Yowza, Yowza. <laughs> I, I'll say this. Tessie. Tessie is the song they kept playing. Because I had it on caption at one point. Oh, that's Dropkick Murphys. Yeah, and they were singing that, and it has it relates to the socks as okay. well. Okay. Oh, the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> Don't ever forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a, a soundtrack in that it fit the movie. I mean, yeah. it, like it was, it was, like you said, very 2000-y, but... It, it it had me tap in my toe. Yeah. There is nothing about this movie. I don't think you can get me to say a bad thing about this mm. movie. I like to think. So Jimmy Fallon, of course, like I said in this thing, is is so, uh, I don't know what to call it, like a relaxing nervous energy. Like he seems confident and yet kind of nervous and bouncing around, but it's like it's disarming. You know, yeah. like when he goes on his first date with Drew Barrymore, well, the first date is... She's sick. Oh, God, we need to talk about that. Yeah. 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 So Drew Barrymore, That's he shows like a up- big weight to bear. Like, I, as a girl, I would feel so obligated to that guy after he hung around and, like, cleaned up my vomit. Yeah. I don't know if I would be cool with that. Well, let's take it step by step, though. Okay. You show up at the door. You're going to be doing a lot you of- You show up at the door. Okay, I show up at the door. Yeah. And a girl answers- and she's sick from food poisoning, and she didn't call to like cancel the date. My head is immediately going to, oh, okay, she just she doesn't want to go on this date. She is making an right, excuse, which is what he says too. Uh, okay, he did. 
Yeah. I was so excited to be watching it again. I didn't <laughs> pick up on that. Yeah. Um, but he, but then he goes into her apartment. They've only met really the one time. He goes into yeah. an apartment. And she's obviously sick and she goes to vomit. So he like stands at the door and then he's like, um, and kind of like walks oh, in. Oh, what did he say? That was the best. That was one of the best lines of the movie. I think I, uh, oh yeah. While she was throwing up, he, he kind of is going, um, and she's throwing up like in the background. He's like, yeah, yeah. So, uh. Ooh, think maybe you're gonna pull the plug on this or like he's still kinda he still thinks he can make it happen. And then she throws up again yeah. and starts yelling at the dog for eating it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But okay, so he's a guy that you've met one time. Okay, no, back up. Mm-hmm. If a girl was that sick and I showed up at her door, mm-hmm. I would I would maybe if she invited me into the apartment, go in and just make sure she's okay. Okay, well here, let me get you a basket, let me get you some water. All right, I'm I'm out of here. Right. He goes the full nine. Yeah. He helps. And I'm not quite sure why. Yeah. I mean, he, I guess they're trying to get he's across a that he's a good guy. guy yeah. But there's a line where like. But it feels like, weird because it, it skews. It makes the playing field unlevel. It, 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 it you know, it's unbalanced then because it's like she owes him and she didn't ask for this. Mm-hmm. And. But he never makes, it's never brought up again. It's not like he lords it over her. No, he he doesn't lord it over her at all. And I don't think she expects him to. But it's still an uneven thing. But I guess it's just, it's it's another rom-com kind of thing. Yeah, but as a girl. Going above and beyond. she, She looked not at all uncomfortable when she woke up the next morning and he's asleep on her couch with the dog. Mm hmm I I'm walking out. Yeah. I see a girl Random I've met dude. once on I'm I'm going to flip it, but I see a girl asleep on the couch that I don't know and I've just been real sick. I'm like I don't I don't know you. I'm kind of a little uncomfortable with it. I would be uncomfortable with it. I think yeah. I would be uncomfortable with it. Yeah. I would assume a woman would, would be also even be more uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. But she seemed totally into it. Yeah. And then they go to brunch? Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't eat after all that. And I love that scene, though. What? Where they're at brunch and she's on her phone. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Somebody's oh, uncomfortable yeah. with this. And he takes the phone. He's like, oh, this is her sex label. I shut it. like, mm. you need to call your mother. Sarah, that's what I think I have. That's what I think. I like to think that's what I'm like on dates. That yeah. I'm sweet. I'm disarming. But that I'm, you know, I'm also ad-libbing. I'm having fun. Yeah. I think that I want to think I'm like Jimmy Fallon on a date. <laughs> and I don't think that's a huge stretch. I laughed so incredibly hard <laughs> when he's like i brought over a movie for us to watch yes and she's like oh the, the go-to movie i always watch is annie hall and he's like no way shut up get out of town get out of town and what's his movie roadhouse yeah he's like roadhouse <laughs> i laughed so hard because i fully expected him to pull out annie, annie hall. hall and the fact that he didn't and he sold it like that made me laugh Brian's sitting next to me like, okay, <laughs> calm down. Because it was so fucking hilarious. It was. Roadhouse. <laughs> it was, like you said, it was, it, it was, it subverted expectation. It was delivered flawlessly. So, he's so happy to be like, yeah, no way. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> out of Roadhouse. It's so good. This is my favorite part of the whole movie. I that was what, like, oh my god! And again, like they're interplay together. They have yeah. fantastic chemistry. Yeah. Like if you if you told me they were dating outside of this movie, they they weren't. I don't believe. No, I would believe it though. She was married. Was she to Tom Green? 
during this? Pretty sure. Huh. Well, either way, I would have believed that they were dating because they had <laughs> such good chemistry. Him, and that's how he met his wife. What, on a movie set? Yeah, she's a producer of this movie. I didn't know that. Nancy Javonen. Oh, yeah. no way. She and Drew Barrymore have a production company called Flower Films, and they produce this movie with no the Fairley Brothers. And then that's how she and Jimmy Fallon met, but they didn't start dating for another like two years when he, uh, Drew Barrymore invited him to Nancy's birthday party. And then he was like, oh, I know her. I like her. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's She's awesome. seven years older than him. Good for him. He's 10 years older than us. Well, there you go. He's 44. Hey, I'm good 35, 44. so. I'm going to be 35 soon. Wow. When's, uh, is he, is he 74 or 75? He's 74. Okay. I, so he must have a fall birthday. I've got to say though, the main crux of this movie is how he becomes summer Ben? Is that his name in the movie? Ben? Ben, yeah. He becomes Summer Ben, Summer yeah. Jimmy Fallon, and then there's Winter Jimmy Fallon, and she loves Winter Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, she's he, like, I already know who he is. Yeah, he pays attention He's to great. her. Yeah, he yeah. cleans her dog. He cleans her dog's teeth. Oh, her. yeah. Because <laughs> the dog ate the vomit, so he had to clean the teeth. Aww. But she doesn't want to date Summer Ben. Yeah. He is... When when he tells her about this, they are cooking out in the middle of a park that he has a grill out. Yeah. I guess I don't understand With New York. hot dogs, it looked really bad. This is Boston, first of all. Oh, sorry, Boston. I don't and understand Boston. Those hot then. dogs were like weird. They looked like eels. Well, they probably done 10 takes with the same yeah. hot dogs. But he is bad very, at no point does he. This is like in March. Yeah. But at no point does he lie to her. He doesn't obfuscate anything. He, I felt, was very upfront with like, this is a thing. You still can't completely show someone who you are until you're actually there. True, but he was as upfront as humanly possible. And he, and I think he brings that up. That doesn't mean he's off the hook, though. I'm not saying he's off the hook, but he, I, I think maybe she should have. uh, as things realized were, how obsessed he was well as things were, as no, things were evolving, until you're there no as things were evolving maybe she should have kind of known and looked at it through that lens as it was happening like okay this is more severe than maybe i thought maybe yeah. we didn't talk sooner about this or you know i felt like she that's let what it, happens well no I, I feel like she let it get to a bad point like it went too far and then she pulled hmm. back way too much on the rain well there are two pullbacks one was when she went to easter at her family's house and saw him at spring training camp and he was like the, the first most important thing is eating then sex then the socks or no i think it went socks, socks eating, eating sex, sex. Yeah. yeah sorry i messed that one up and <laughs> she's like oh shit so that's when she talked to him and was like hey you do what you do this summer. I'm really busy. I'll do what I do. And for some reason, I expected them not to go to games together. That's what they, I kind of was Because they yeah. had this talk. Yeah. It was like, I'll do me, you do you. Yeah. He'd already had this whole thing with his friends about who was going to which game. She still went to a ton of games with him. Yeah. And brought her laptop. I was like, just stay home. Yeah, Didn't you just have a conversation about this? Yeah. You can't. There's no Wi-Fi in 2004. So what is she doing? Excel files. Like fucking around on Excel? Probably. <laughs> All by herself? I don't know. I guess. But yeah, having... So strange. Like, and those tickets, 
can't be cheap and for no. her to be sitting there on a laptop if i yeah. was the guy in the seat next to her if i was I'd jimmy fallon so i would be mad be, if you're not gonna pay yeah. attention let me bring one of my buffoon yeah. friends like at a ud game somebody on their laptop i'd be like get the fuck out of no, here no that would be uh, it, someone i'm shocked that she didn't get yelled at yeah uh in, in that well they kind of did like I, but why did he could have brought willie garson our yeah. favorite willie garson is there in this is. movie he's a he's it's an anesthesiologist He's a, a real dude. He's so funny in this too. He's oh, good. Their draft party was great. That was good. Dance They're for dancing. me. Dance for me. Although, did you notice that all the brown people were in the back? It was like the three white dudes in the front and then like Mr. Seagal and another like brown guy mm. in the background. I didn't notice that. And I'm like, uh. I did like when he mentioned, like, have the have the sandwich spread that Mr. Seagal brought. And he's mm-hmm. like, I don't think that's worth three Sunday tickets and flaps him in his face. <laughs> but no, I OK. So they had. Yeah, that was the first poll. So back. she goes to a lot of games with him, even though I don't know why she did. And then it seems like they get into this routine where she works till whenever mm. five or six and goes to like the seven o'clock game and then tries to work through the game kind of and then they like have sex all night and then start all over again yeah and number two he still has to teach until the end of may early june i was kind of wondering about some because <laughs> a lot of these are day games like how are you doing this i don't know I don't know how he does it. Well, if you want to talk into how he does it, the greater question is he's making a teacher's salary. Yeah. He has two tickets, two season tickets to the Red Sox on Why what looks like one. Well, not that, but mm. presumably they're what, like eighth row, if not closer. They're real close seats. Yeah. They are. He is grandfathered in, but that doesn't mean he gets a price break. I know. Yeah, you still have to buy the tickets. He's spending a goddamn fortune yeah. on just tickets, and then you look at the apartment he has, which is the usual movie huge apartment. Of course. Then you look at all the memorabilia he's buying. Yeah. How much money? Like literally, I mean, maybe Uncle Carl, like, gave him the tickets and like a good amount of money. I don't know. See, that would make sense. That, that was would... like, this is for those tickets or like even wrapped it together. You know what? That is the explanation I'd almost want. If they're like, you know, Uncle Carl willed me these tickets and he gave me a, or he willed me a trust that the money. Specifically for Yeah, the, the money is invested and yeah. they only can go towards these tickets. Yeah. And that, you give me that much. Yeah. All of a sudden I'm, I'm the movie yeah. makes more sense. Because what's he probably making? Like 40, 40-ish a year tops? Yeah. He's a youngerish teacher? Yeah. In Boston? Yeah, maybe 50. Yeah. But and I mean, those tickets have to be that much. Oh, I I want to look, but I'm not gonna <laughs> because I would choke. Yeah. I mean, how Blue Jackets tickets that are closer, like 150 uh, uh, Jesus, for face. Jesus, are yeah. they? No, well, I mean per season. Yeah, what they would call, but I'm saying Blue Jackets tickets like per game even for season yeah. ticket holders can be like 110, yeah. 120, 130 a game. That's and crazy. then you're talking PSL and all that you yeah. know, stuff. Ugh. And he's buying her official memorabilia. Yeah. Ugh, he's dropping money left and right. Yeah. And she's just on her laptop. But I have gotten into, even when Brian and I were first married, Mm -hmm. again, this is the not knowing who you're with until you're with them Mm -hmm. thing. Like we were together before we were married, obviously, and I know he liked baseball. But when we were married, I was like, oh, he really likes baseball. Like he watched the Reds two, three, four times a week. I was like, I didn't realize how many fucking games were in a baseball season until... The first year we were married, I was like, we're watching games all the time, like every night. And I would stay up 
and watch the game and then go to bed too late and be tired. And I was like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? But it was like, this is what Brian's doing. I'm doing it too. You know? So you really, you identify with Drew Barrymore in this movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel it. And I appreciated her standing up for herself in this movie. In some movies, she didn't have that agency. In 51st State, she had a head injury. In Never Been Kissed, she was like a hot mess who didn't know what to do with herself. Mm. Even in um, The Wedding Singer, she's like dating this douchebag. And it's like she plays a lot of roles where she's this like ingenue who can't stand up for herself. Mm. Whereas in this movie, it's like she's a successful businesswoman. She knows... Like she, she goes with him. She is supportive of him. She's, there's nothing wrong with her behavior other than bringing a laptop to the game. And, and I appreciate that about her, that she doesn't fall into like some weepy, even her girlfriends talk about it. They're like, oh, you were, what did they call her? You were drafted or they use a term that's like, you've been co-opted into his life. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's like, well, isn't that part of being in a relationship is, is, you know, trying to understand like the things the other person likes. And they're like, yeah, but now you're like totally in on it. And then the other girl calls out the one girl and is like, you just don't want her to be in a relationship because she would be winning. And I love that. Oh, this movie has so much truth in yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And then she punches her. She punches her in the face. She's like, you're competitive. You've been competitive with her for years. And she's she's got the better job. She's been more successful. But you had the husband and the, you know, home life. And now if she starts dating this guy, she's going to win again. And then she punches her in the face. <laughs> I really didn't like that friend either. No, no, because no. Because no. her hair and her face were the same color. It completely matched. <laughs> really? Yeah, it wasn't right. Her 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 coloring was off. Her hair was a fine color. It was a whatever dark blonde. But then her whole skin was that color. It wasn't right. Oh, you're kind of right. I pulled up a picture. Yeah. I typed in uh I typed in uh Fever Pitch Friends, that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I just didn't like yeah. her attitude. I mean, her whole well, yeah. she was supposed to be like the bitchy shitty friend. Right. And she was. She was good at it. I didn't like her. So yeah, no, I think this movie has a lot of a, a lot of really good truthful moments in it. Yeah. I mean, like that that part, Drew Barrymore having, having quite a bit of agency. Mm-hmm. The one thing I don't like is there's write ups for this movie. And like the one on Google says, when Ben Reitman, a young teacher, begins dating pretty businesswoman oh. Lindsay Meeks, it's like why do you, it's important that she's pretty a pretty businesswoman. And then I've As seen a couple of ugly business. No, and then a couple other write ups I kind of saw with it said the same thing, and it's like. Mm-hmm. Come on now. Like, you can't yeah. just say young businesswoman or... Did you also notice that Reitman, his last name is Reitman. Brian pointed that out. He's like, right man, man. the right man. Wonderful. Ben Reitman. Like, that's not a coincidence. That's fantastic. Yeah. I didn't even know his name was... I didn't know he had a last name, honestly. I only knew it because of captions. Captions tells you a lot. Really? You learn a lot. Yeah. Maybe I need to watch this with... Uh... With captions. Just get a baby and try to watch a movie without waking it up. You'll learn so much. We don't get that many meeting the parent scenes in these movies. Not oh this not this type. And I thought this one was great. Because, yeah. because one, 
you know these parents. Her parents nail it. They it, are it's my like, parents. Oh, yeah. My dad dyed his hair for my wedding without telling anyone. I am going to hang on every word you're about to say. Like, it is the sweetest of honey. Please he dyed go. it brown. He has salt and pepper, pretty much all salt hair now. And this is 10 years ago. He dyed it jet brown. Wait, how far ahead of the wedding? The day before. Get right out of town. <laughs> so he did arrives. Did he do it from a box? No. He, he went did to it a professionally. Play. And oh, then he good. was mad about how expensive it was. But did it? No, it looked weird. It did not look right at all. Oh. And everyone was like, whoa. And he didn't tell your... And Brian's dad said, wow, your dad looks great. He looks so young. I'm like, he looks crazy. Like, not only did he get it dyed, but then he got it cut in this, like, really short, almost military style. And I'm like, why? Oh, Pat. Why did you do that? That's awesome. And then the photographer kept yelling at him because he kept putting his arms around us during pictures and like he's so big that his hand would come over our shoulders like he was like lurch or something and she's like just keep your hand back and he's like <sighs> getting so annoyed about being told what to do i just what was your mother your your stepmom's reaction when he she's like he didn't tell me either i didn't know that he was gonna do this just like the mom in the movie. That's fantastic. The same thing. I know that exact feeling. <laughs> oh. Like, oh. So then the meeting the parents scene, yeah. you could really connect with, with yeah. it being like. And my dad absolutely goes into another room to watch sports in a chair. That is his move. 100%. So these were your parents. Yep. <laughs> it's just crazy. And they're eating. I think it's a bold maneuver. And one that I have not had the guts to do, but maybe one day I will. The first time you meet someone's parents, you go for lobster. He got oh, lobster. Wow. Did you notice that? He was the only one oh, at the yeah, table like wearing my the lobster bib. Hands. And he was wearing the bib. <laughs> like, what is he doing? Like, he can't hold his own ears because he has lobster, lobster hands. hands. <laughs> the boldness to get lobster. So I, I've only gotten... I don't eat lobster often. I do enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, when we used to go, I have family from Connecticut, mm -hmm. New England area. I now know. Yeah. And my Where you've never been. I've been to Connecticut. You I said just you've know. never been to New England. Well, no, I've been to Connecticut. That's New England. No, I've never been to Boston. You Okay. I Boston. may have said, I, Sarah, I say lots of things. You do. But my grandpa, uh, he would, I and I, did, I didn't realize this. My dad told me many years later because I was young enough, I didn't realize it. But my grandpa would go down to the docks in the morning and buy the budget lobsters that only had one um. <laughs> And I remember, though, vividly, like, we'd be in my grandpa's basement and we'd have lobster races. they can races. live without one claw. Well, yeah, and but we'd have lobster races on the floor. Aww. Like, before he put them in the pot, we'd mm. put them on the ground and we'd, like, cheer. Ooh. And, and then I'd go upstairs <laughs> because I was a kid and didn't know. Like, we, you know, that we'd pick a tile and if they crossed it, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we'd go upstairs. Race, and, and then we kill you. And Grandpa would then boil them and we'd eat <laughs> them for dinner. It's very gladiatorial. Well, and it never connected to me that I was a kid that, like, oh, yeah, I'm eating. Even though it was the lobster on the plate. Mm -hmm. So, um. I connected with that very much having having a good mm. lobster time. It oh, connected no. with me. But I went I went to Las Vegas once with mm. a girl I was dating and her family for Christmas mm. and had a Merry Christmas. I know it was a lot of fun. It really yeah. was a lot of fun. Saw uh, saw love. It mm. was wonderful. Saw Penn and Teller. Delightful. Mm. Saw uh, what year was this? <sighs> It was whenever the year Avatar came out. Oddly enough, I remember so that, that was like 
Or no, it was the last Harry Potter. 2010? 2011. Yeah. So this is 2011. Saw, so it's love. Uh, saw the one that has the big giant stage at MGM. I can't think of the name of it. The Rotates, a Cirque Show. It's, it's skipping my mind now. It's, hmm. it's the only one that has a narrative to it. So You saw two Cirque Shows. We saw two two Cirque Shows. Wow. And I'd been there before and seen, oh, I've seen most Jeez. of the Cirque. I think the only one I haven't seen really is like Mystere. And I don't count. There's some of the weird ones like the Chris Angel and all that. I yeah. don't count that. Huh. We went to a really nice dinner in Mandalay Bay for mm-hmm. a Christmas night. And everyone got steak and lobster. Mm-hmm. And so everyone else is getting steak and lobster. Justin's getting steak and lobster. Sure. I, I wasn't going to be the only guy at the table with the bib. And everybody ate their lobster, but next to no one ate their steak. Oh. I, I know because everyone got full on the lobster. So, you've been with me places. I hate food going bad. I hate You didn't things. take it home? Take it back to we the hotel? I, no, no one wanted it. So, I, they all just, it started kind of as a joke. I oh took one God. person's piece of steak. You ate all the steak? I had in front of me easily seven plates. Oh. And it was like, some of them were only like, you know, four or five bites. But it got to the point where oh. people down the table, because there were a lot, I mean, it was seriously like 12, 13, 14 people. It was a, their big oh. family. And it got to the point where they were all just, I think a couple people were still hungry and just wanted to see how much steak I could eat. Mm, and all the plates gross. came down. And it was deli- it was really good steak, too. But then you can't get drunk that night. You had too much food. <laughs> Joke's on you, Sarah. I still managed that <laughs> you one. You did? Oh, absolutely. Jesus, you had to have a lot. It's Las Vegas. Well, we, you had to start before you started eating. We found... Sneak that alcohol in first. What's the bar we went to? <sighs> like Mardi Gras or something like that. It's on the strip, hmm. but they have Michelob, not ultras. They just have like straight Michelob heavies that I've wow. never seen anywhere yeah, outside of Las Vegas. Exactly. And they were like a dollar. And so we would just go get like, you got drunk off beer. We got drunk off a lot of stuff that trip. It was I don't know fun. how you maintain your drunkenness only with beer and all that steak. You've seen how much I can I can wow. put them that put them back when I need to. Jeez. I know, but that's my lobster story. <laughs> that's one. That's my lobster story for this Slash evening, steak, Sarah. Having all the steak. Hey, they threw a Gatsby party. Yeah, is that like? Isn't Gatsby not like a great love story thing? Like, isn't there a lot of ominous? Oh, for sure. But it, I, they should have called it like more like a flapper party. Yeah, yeah, like that's a what, roaring twenty. Yeah, that's what threw me. I think off. they said Gatsby just because it was like wealth and status. Yeah, and la la la. We need to throw a theme party though. That would because be I think that would to actually, and I would be willing to at one point, maybe not like this year because there's there's a wedding or two coming up. But if there's like a year where there's no good weddings, I would be willing to throw some money at a real get together mm. and i mean like they had a band like I, what money because if you're doing weddings how much are you saying all that your money is going to weddings no 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 no. i'm saying like if there was not a reason for a bunch of people to get together oh, that year okay. for like a wedding and we need to create event got it, got it, i would got probably it. be willing to throw down you know not like a you know like open bar because that would kill everything but mm-hmm. you know john i'd probably put down like two grand what? towards it on something and have like you know, through a theme. I don't, that would be a fun one to do the flapper party. That would be fun. Uh, but I, I could wear my mink stole. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. I could uh, get an old tuxedo or something like, like they did. I feel yeah. like it's more fun for girls at theme parties. Yeah. I need to think of a good theme party. Just get a tuxedo. Yeah. 
wear a little have a pencil thin mustache like yeah. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. But I thought that was a good I like that theme party and that he skipped his here's my thing though about that scene I didn't like. So afterwards mm-hmm. he tells her that was the best night of my life. Yeah. Wonderful, she loves it. Mm-hmm. Goes and makes eggs. Mm-hmm. And he then gets a phone call from his friends. Oh, you missed the craziest game in the world. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. You should have been here. And he gets mad. I felt like in the next scene, she did not fully understand how big of a deal in that moment him skipping the first Red Sox game in 20-some years. I don't think she realized how big of a deal that was because she was like, oh, wow, it's a great night. If If I knew someone and they missed something after 20 years to do something with me and they were like this amazing thing happened out i'd be like i am so sorry i know i can't make it up to you but we had a great night like i would feel terrible and she was like Mm. and she was just like oh well yeah but he had just told her this is like the best night of my life yeah but like like, to tell someone that who you just had sex with and then be like i just missed this huge thing I thought her response was totally appropriate. See, I I got the feeling that she didn't understand how big of a deal him missing it was. Well, it's just what you value. Mm. Do you value the time that you spend with me? Okay, this thing happened. But you just told me this was the best night of your life. Now you're devaluing that because of something you just found out? Fuck you. <laughs> like, like So you see the Drew Barrymore. You just side found very much. out that something amazing happened. She he guess, just told her it's only a game. He just told her it's only a game. I guess I like guess she's living in the reality that he has given her. I guess what I'm more saying is that maybe not him framing it as going from the best night of my life to the worst, but Maybe her knowing that there is some internal push and pull with him, probably. For more reasons past just the relationship between the two of them. You know, that that pivoted on the relationship he had with his uncle, the relationship of all the people at the game, this weird... But he didn't explain that very well. Well... He just, like, yelled. No, you're right. You're right. But isn't that part of being in a relationship in a way, too, of knowing, like... She's not a mind reader. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, just She's knowing... going on the words that he has spoken aloud. Okay. I guess I just... <laughs> as an audience, we can watch and be like, we get it. Mm-hmm. But as a participating member of a relationship who also has feelings, that would hurt. Yeah. That'd be fairly brutal. To, to just be told this is the best night of my life and be like, I'm going to make eggs for us now. This will be so great. I, I have my boyfriend slash husband. I can trust him that he wants to be with me. Mm-hmm. And then to have him come out and act like that, it's pretty brutal. I, I see what you're saying. And you're right. I, I do also see it in a way of her being a little flighty and la-di-da-di-da and like... Flighty? Well, got, I will not mean a He's flighty. He's being flighty. Flighty is not the word I wanted. Sorry. But being a little la di da da like, I've I've gotten what I need. I've gotten what I want. Okay, now this this is my world. Like, I still feel I've like she should I've gotten what I want. I she never asked him to do that. He made that choice. She said, I'm going stag to this. I, I expect that, and I know that. He made the choice to come with her to show her that he can be this person. And then he was tested when they went to pick up their car, and he said, it's only a game when he heard the, the it on the radio. So he was tested again in her presence and reconfirmed that he's there with her. 
So I don't want to hear it. Okay. I he- you're making a good argument. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I get what you're saying uh-huh. about his feelings. I get what you're saying about this being such a thing. But you have but you to understand what he has presented to you're, her. Okay. She hasn't asked him to do anything. So she's going on what he gave her. And then he's like fucking pulling the rug out from under her. And I understand it's a movie. So there needs to be some kind of conflict to happen. Yeah. So that we can have that. A wonderful third act. And the funny thing is, when I was watching it, I felt for him and I felt bad for him. But hearing you defend no, him no, no. is like, no. No. <laughs> Damn it, Sarah. <laughs> like, like she, her feelings are valid. I'm not saying her feelings aren't valid. You just I called f- her flighty. I picked a bad, it was a bad choice of words, Sarah. And like, I get what I want. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me, honestly. But. You well, she what? does want no, a partner who's what? just but invested you, in the relationship, but, you but she what? is. You know what, Sarah? But that's me connecting with this movie. She gave him a way out. Well, maybe that's and me. And he pushed con- all in. Uh, maybe I'm putting my emotions <laughs> on the characters, okay? We you see are. the movie through our own lenses. Sure. <laughs> sure. Let's see here. I get it. His post-breakup depression is one of my favorite in uh, cinematography okay. ever. <laughs> he wraps all the windows in foil. And he's, just keeps listening to the Yazemski polka or something over and over again. And watching the Bill Buckner tape. Yeah. They're asking about him like it's drugs. Do you have any more of these VHS tapes? Where are they? I mean. What have you done? Most people have had bad breakups in their lives. That's kind of what it feels like at some point <laughs> where it's just. And I did wonder. Okay. So I was watching it. I have seen people get thrown into a shower by good friends. I have seen that happen. Yeah. I have lovely friends in my life. I don't think I have a single friend that would strip me naked and put me in a shower and shower me if, like, I was in an immobile depression. If I, like, puked on myself, maybe. But if it was, like, an immobile depression, Hmm. that was a funny scene, though, because he was shaving his balls. Yeah, Uh, why? Willie Garth was shaving his balls. And anesthesiologists... Don't shave people. That's a surgeon's job. Willie Garson was so funny, and he only had a couple little bits in it. But he's everyone like, you don't was want me so to. And he's like, no. And then he just snaps through and starts showering. Oh, that was just. Um, I, I really. I think you're. I think that. You think I have friends that would shower me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I think Brian wouldn't. I think Brian would be too like. What and the I'm hell? and I'm okay with that. I'm not saying. But I could see like. Jared and Mike grabbing you. Mike, Mike more than Jared, but maybe Jared. No, you're right. I think I Mike. Could see them. I think good yeah. friend of the show, Mike would shower me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see doing it if I were male. Just in the nature of being female, I'd have to get like dudes to carry you. Yeah. Into no, the think, shower. Yeah, I could see you showering me too. That's yeah. thank you. That feels yeah. that's good to know. Because you know, I case. did watch that in in because in freshman year of college, I won't tell the full story because it's too long for here. But a guy needed showered on our floor very badly and yeah. could not shower himself, and it had to happen then. It was not a wait scenario. Huh. And four of his buddies took him into the shower and stripped him naked and washed him down. Wow. And I, and you know what though? In that moment too, I was sitting there with a very good friend Will, and we looked at each other and we said. I would not do that for you. And really? We both, yeah, we, <laughs> granted, wow. we'd only known each other like three or four months at that time. I think Will would shower me now. Probably. Yeah. He'd complain the entire he time. He would, and he'd never let me forget. No. He would always bring it up. No, you know what? He wouldn't, actually, because he's had a couple times he saved my butt. And, you know, the first time I really, really drank, and I threw up in a sink for a cold hour, hour and a half, Ugh. he sat there with me. 
Aww. And he's never once reminded me of it. Hmm, maybe you know? he forgot because he was drunk. There's actually a very good chance of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I wasn't there. Well, you were there bodily. <laughs> My dad went to UD as well. This is a very Pat Rainey episode. Um, he played three he was in a three and three three on three basketball tournament at the end of the semester in mm. December and they had their final game that evening but that afternoon his roommate's brother was on $40,000 pyramid nice so they all watched it that he got home from his like last exam you know that feeling when you're like I'm done oh yeah my last exam it's like one o'clock gets back to his house on stone mill and turns on forty thousand dollar pyramid i don't i don't know what time it comes on three or four or something and his roommate's brother is on and he keeps doing really well and they're drinking screwdrivers and he said it was like candy they're like cheering and drinking these screwdrivers done with finals guy you know is on tv winning money yeah the world and he won he won the entire thing he won the forty thousand dollar pyramid yeah and they're just screaming and and he said he must have had like eight screwdrivers in like two hours and just so happy and, and those are probably and, college screwdrivers oh like yeah elbow to the ceiling pores yeah and then he like threw up a whole bunch <laughs> and then passed out and then woke up just in time to get to this like seven o'clock game that he was playing three on three basketball and arrived and everyone was like what the hell happened to you and he's like what i'm ready i'm ready to play here I go. And they're like, you look like shit. He had broken every blood vessel around both no. eyes and had two huge, like red black eyes. And in his, in his eye, like whites of his eyes were completely red. And it was like, he looked like a ghoul. <laughs> and he's like, and I've never had a screwdriver since then. <laughs> Said it was awful. Did he play the best game of his life? No. Oh, damn it. That would have been the best. He's like, like, I barely got through it. I don't even remember who won. That would have been the perfect so Michael Jordan flu story. <laughs> yeah. game. Can, you, can you imagine? At the old pack. Can you imagine guarding him? Ugh. Like, because your dad's he a very. He smells f- like booze. Yeah, he's like a big physically imposing yeah. guy, but his, his black eye, black, black eyes around, blood red eyes yeah. over and just. Although he, at that time, he was very, very thin. He was like 6'4". He was like a scarecrow wobbling around on the court. That would even be scarier. (laughs) A a lanky giant with blood red eyes. What happened to Pat? I think you're you're describing Slender Man with red eyes. (laughs) Hungover Slender Man. (laughs) (laughs) With a shaggy haircut. Hungover Slender Man. That's like a good good Halloween outfit. Yeah. You just wander around. No one would get it. No, but it would be very funny. (laughs) He looks like Slender Man, but not well. Yes. Like he's hung over or something. <laughs> yeah. Her one friend had a line in it that I feel like will be, I hope, could be said about me one day. Yeah. Where he's by the, her husband is trying to buy Ben's tickets. Oh, yeah. And she goes, oh, are you guys that rich? She goes, yeah. She goes, why don't you dress better? <laughs> I was like, I would, lo- I, I could realize, I get made fun of for how I dress, dress as better. is, but I could see that, like, I could see D- a good friend of the show, Dave, Spicy Dave, saying that to me one day. Yeah. Like, Aren't you rich? Well, I want to be rich. That's what I'm saying. I, aspire- oh, okay. I already dress badly, 
but I'd like to dress badly rich. So mm. that line also again. He but I don't think she dressed bad. That's what I, I didn't, didn't understand about that. They all looked Why don't you like, dress better. He looked just the same as everyone. Yeah, the four of them dressed the same, which to yeah. me felt fine modern i don't yeah. know i don't know fashion 2004. i'm sitting here wearing salmon shorts and a red shirt i got from camp for free i can't yeah. exactly be handing out fashion tips to anybody <laughs> red on red is a bad look right you're yeah you're half new england <laughs> the salmon yeah union took it reds the one thing i do have in here about this movie that does break my heart absolutely connects with me breaks my heart because i have been there is the when he goes to her door, and mm-hmm. we mentioned this in the beginning, and um, the guy that got his name wrong answers the door. Patrick. Patrick answers the door, and he's like this, <laughs> his you know. His own name wrong. <laughs> this big, imposing. I'm Patrick. <laughs> Except <laughs> this, you're not. This big, imposing, you know, seemingly nice guy. Mm-hmm. And then she comes to the door, and they're on a break or whatever. Yeah. And he comes there bearing his soul. He's ready for that grand gesture. Yeah. He comes there bearing his soul, yeah. on, you know, and gets in, in her face. She doesn't yell at him. She doesn't straight out shut him down. Her face on it. I can tell you Drew Barrymore is a good actor because she nailed the look of the face of a woman who is genuinely sad for you. Yeah. I have had that moment in my life. You arrived at someone's door? Not when a guy was there, but I have been on, I'm going to have a very honest moment with you right now, Sarah. All right. And I, and I'm, I have never, I think only like three people know this story possibly in the world. Wow. I have only told one woman in my life that I was romantically involved with that I love her. Yeah. It was this type of moment. She looks sad for you? Yes. It was, but it was my, I mean, it was my own fault. It was, I did the same thing where it was like. You screwed up kind of in the relationship. You maybe took some advantages here and there. Mm -hmm. And then by the time you realized what you were doing and you were ready to admit that and move forward, Mm -hmm. the moment was gone and you were replaced, Mm. you know, and that's basically what he sees in this moment. He's replaced. There's a guy there. He comes bearing his soul. I'm ready to change all of these type of things. I love you. And she knows it's, oh, in her mind, she's done and it's over. And that's why that is, as I got older, that's the one part when I see in this movie, mm. my heart gets torn out because that look, that's good acting because I know that look mm. and that look hurts. Yeah. And there's something about it. Have you ever seen that thing online where it's it's two pictures of a breakup and it's one is a guy's clothes thrown all over the front lawn mm-hmm. and another is clothes neatly stacked. Mm-hmm. And you can, and it just says like, you know, which one of these is actually over yeah. and it's the calm, neatly stacked. Yeah. And when the, you know, someone looks at you calmly and is just like, I'm done. Yeah. Like I'm done. Yeah. And you bear your soul to them. So as I the Luminaries would say, the opposite of love's indifference. Yeah. It's not hate. No, it's not. It's indifference. Yeah. But so I, I both, I like that scene in that. I can't think of another romantic comedy that we've done that does kind of have that moment where it is almost a moment of indifference. Mm -hmm. I mean, she comes back around and all that, but I thought that was a a unique way to handle it from what we've seen that to me felt to me was real world, you know? And, and the only way, the only grand gesture he had 
was to give up those tickets. That's the only way he could show her that he yeah. really had changed. Well, at that, that he was willing to give up those tickets for her. Well, at that point, he wasn't even concerned with. He thought it was over with her. He yeah. was selling those tickets. Yeah. You know, because he knew where he wanted to go in life, mm-hmm. and that was for him. I think at and that the Red point Sox that he was were holding those. him back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that he was selling that. Yeah, and then and so, that's why it worked. Yeah, yeah. She realized that it was him being he sincere. Grew. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's why the story is a bildungsroman. <laughs> it is. It is. It absolutely it's is. A Fairly Brothers bildungsroman. In the classical men, Fairly Brothers. God, world. men are obsessed with telling bildungsroman stories. Every male because we're all just we're bro- directed rom com is a bildungsroman. Sarah and we yeah. we know we need to change. Yeah. We just don't know how and then when you do change you have to tell the story over and over and over again Judd Apatow because that's your story Judd Apatow it's like it's a good story though Sarah yeah might as well tell Tale it as old as time again. Ernest Hemingway over and over and over again boys becoming men men becoming wolves over and over and over again Spooky scary. <laughs> Spooky scary. <laughs> Werewolf bar mitzvah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> her, her grand gesture though, yeah. in return, I thought was pretty fantastic. Yeah. She well, bu- she was forced into it. She couldn't get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. And she just had to run across that field. But I feel like had she even gotten him on the phone and she said, I think it would have, I don't, I think she, it had to be in person. Yeah. Because he was still trying to sign them. Even when she was standing there. And his hands And she shaking. had to rip it apart. And he's like, I don't know what's happening. And, and then Teresa, the one woman, was like, you're having a stroke. Good. <laughs> Which, incidentally, the woman who plays Teresa is a diehard Red Sox fan. And she was in a documentary about the 03, the heartbreaking 03 season. Mm-hmm. I guess it was just a horrible season. And Jimmy Fallon saw her in that and said, she has got to be in this movie. No kidding. Yeah. I thought all of his little family around him at the ballpark, the guy yeah. that kept giving out sponges and did the voiceovers. Yeah. So good. I love that entire family. Have a sponge. And I've always been fascinated by that. I wish I had a sport that I loved enough to get season tickets at. UD basketball. So My the, parents know everyone around No them. kidding? Yeah. That's so cool. I know. I just, I love those little families, yeah. you know, grow up out of Like no- those two that have been divorced for 20 years, but they still but the tickets. The yeah. <laughs> but you have this little family, like you have your shred, your, the, the workout yeah. thing you go to, you have your shred, shred family. Mm-hmm. I've got my hardware store and mower shop, you know, yeah. family and groups of people. I, I just. your third place. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. needs a third place. Yeah. I love yeah. those impromptu families, and I think they really did encapsulate it well in this, where it's everybody's a little quirky. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they're married, they're divorced, sure. but still have tickets, and yeah. the diaries. The um, I loved when she jumped over the. F- okay, number one, she goes over the big green monster <laughs> and dangles down. And then, oh my god! In the minute she hits Lucky the ground, she doesn't break her ankle. Oh yeah, absolutely. The minute she hits the ground, the song that hits. Let's say it's not over. Oh yeah, it's not over. That that got you pumped. <laughs> she runs to Johnny Damon and grabs his butt, but, yeah. and then keeps running. And when she gets to bed, he goes, "Wait, that. what does the grass feel like? Tell me, is it spongy?" That's She's the like, first thing he said. And she goes, "Concentrate." Like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love that. I He's know. still like, "What does the grass feel like?" <laughs> well, and I, and I like that they put that little knot in there because it's like it reminds you like how committed this is to how integral this is to yeah. his core as a human being, yeah. and then he's still gonna sign it for. And she goes, "But I." Or, uh, 
I know I, I'm willing to sign it for you. And she's like, what is she, something like no, he that? He does you, actually oh, sign okay. them. And, and she she's like, and it. I'm willing to not let you. And she rips the whole contract up. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, and then they, and then they, uh, then they kiss. And then it says that like, the people. Okay, you have to come with us, man. <laughs> and then the people, uh, Ben, I'm getting arrested. <laughs> yeah. I, this is another thing I'll be very honest about. I have all, I never want anyone to get arrested. Oh. But I've always wanted to date someone that was like, would be willing to get arrested if need wow. be for me. Can I, did I say that in a way that didn't sound as terrible as I think it sounded? Like, um. No. Yeah. I think you, you pulled it off. I did, I'll, I'll use my father as an example, actually, because he actually did this. And it kind of is an episode of How I Met Your Mother. But I guess my mom and him and some people were out one time at a restaurant and a lady was like, oh, I like, I like that little painting on the wall or you know, a little thing mm-hmm. like oh okay and they get up and you know they're gonna my dad goes to the bathroom they're all leaving and he gets my mom he's like we need to get out of here quick <laughs> okay well why we need to pay he's like well let's just let's get out of here quick let's let them in. they get outside and he had taken down this little painting and and not uh-huh. given to my mom not my mom didn't like but just then gave it to this lady like here he said you want it i tried buying it they wouldn't sell it to me so i took it and, oh and it was not in my mom stressed. It was not an expensive thing, mm-hmm. obviously. But that's what I mean. Like someone that yeah. I've always thought it could, because that's the type of thing I've done similar type shit. Mm-hmm. And, and, <laughs> and, you know, I'd like someone that's willing to get arrested if need be yeah. like, oh, okay. You know, you need that. Okay. Let's make that happen. Brian wouldn't get arrested. Way too logical. He would never do that. And he would tell me all the reasons that that's a silly thing to do. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta live a little. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then after that scene, they end up sending the Jimmy or Ben and and uh, Lindsay end up getting sent along to the other games that the Red Sox play, and they yeah, win the World Series. St. Louis. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, I think I read something at some point that they actually had to go back and refilm the ending of the they movie. They did. Right? The Fairleys had to rewrite the end of the movie because they won, because they weren't expecting any of that. It's crazy. I remember watching that whole series. My really? roommate was really into it. Sophomore year, VWK. Nice. And we watched all of it. And I was like, this is cool. But I didn't realize at the time, like, how historic it how was. How big it was for that sucks, even though the commentators like beating it to death. Mm. I was just like, huh, okay. Wow. <laughs> but it was, I mean, it was cool. Yeah. It was crazy. I think the closest that we've ever experienced that here in Columbus was the Cavs winning. Yeah. Because I, that's I, true. we weren't even in Cleveland and I, yeah. remember, I was at a bar on campus and I crazy. have, it was deafening. Yeah. I've met for 15, without exaggeration, 15 minutes of deafening screaming. screaming. <laughs> and even after that, there that's was just funny. this buzz. I mean, literally, like it, it felt like a, in a buzzy energy yeah. is the only way I can really describe it. It was amazing. And then LeBron was like, yeah, I'm gone. Bye. Well, you know, he did. He know, did what he wanted to do. He did what he said he was going to do. Got to go get more hair plugs and move to LA. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> All right. So what kind of tropes does this hit? The one that I'll come out the gate saying, boom, precocious child is in it. And I wish he would have been in it more. When Jimmy Which Fallon one? is coaching baseball and he's talking to a kid about him and Lindsay's breakup. And the oh, kid goes, yeah. you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. Reitman, let me just turn this on you and ask you one question. You love the Red Sox, but have they ever loved you back? That was a good line. Now I'm going to go. There was something where he's just like, 
right before I go hit this, because he was, you know, yeah. Moving, right before I go hit this, I've got to ask you. So I call that our precocious child. Oh, for sure. And I feel although like, his students in general oh, at the yeah. beginning were yeah. too, and like giving him crap about like how hot she was and she's way out of your league. What did they they called it something like not the crotch check or but the butt the something yeah. check. Yeah. Like, that makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, that was funny. So we've got our precocious children. I, yeah. That was my favorite. There were a so couple I of them, but that kid especially. He had the moment of truth bomb. And that dry delivery was just yeah, perfect. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I would be panicked as a child if an adult talked to me like that about their relationship. I was trying to think <laughs> back. like, Man, if I was in sixth grade and an adult was saying it to me, I'd just be like, I'm... I'm 13. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know what to do for you. I don't know. That's so good on him. Yeah. Uh, the meet cute was at her her office. Office. Yeah. She's talking about math. Yeah, I like that. He seemed, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like over the top, but it was. Yeah. You know, they just met. Yeah, it was, it was realistic. Like, yeah, it wasn't sunshine and roses. Yeah. Uh, the conflict is that he's obsessed with he the, loves Red the Red Sox. Sox. <laughs> He's Summer Ben. Uh, the soundtrack was Boston heavy. I liked it. Again, yeah. that song at the end. The, it was I, appropriate. I don't know what it's called, but the, the not over song. That gets your heart going. <laughs> you know, I liked it. I thought yeah. it was a good soundtrack. What is that song? I have to find it. It is the Tears for Fear song, Who Killed Tangerine. Oh, yeah. And when you think it's all over, it's not over, it's not over. Waxing it's like an not old... over, not over. I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> so I think it was a good soundtrack. I mean, it was there. It wasn't just like ambient noises and like... Yeah, it, it was, was there. It was a part of it. Yeah. It, it was, was a thing. And it was actual music. It wasn't like, um, I don't know, like... composer music. Well, like, yeah, composer music or like when we have... We've had a couple Caribbean ones where it's just yeah. like Carib- random steel drum music. Like, like synth or something. Yeah, it wasn't just like bagpipe music or whatever Boston... I assume Boston listens to bad Yeah, I agree. Piratish, piratish <laughs> Irish music. The, the the pirates were Scottish. Scottish pirate fun. Yeah, they were Irish too, but yeah. Uh, montage. Oh him, God, yeah. Him and all this Boston stuff. Right? Uh, I had one. I had one written down specifically. Runs out and hugs the guy who's delivering his tickets. That was a really good one. They had an off-season baseball montage, where, or an off-season montage, like them going on dates and stuff. I think. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. We, we did have a, at least good. one montage. Yeah. yeah. We had two, because well, we, we did, had that one, the... baseball one, when when the tickets arrive, and he hugs the UPS driver, there's music going on. But then and... they, there's also, was it a montage where they keep showing them, like, going to games, and she has her laptop, and she gets hit with the ball, and then before that, I think it showed a couple them going to a couple games together and all that stuff. I thought that was like yeah. a montage. I didn't write it down though. We didn't talk about her getting hit with that ball. Oh, she did get hit with a ball. She that was brutal. She would have been fucked up. I don't yeah. know why I whispered that. It's only yeah. the two of us recording. She would have been really fucked up. And he doesn't look at her. I'm surprised she that didn't. That wasn't the conflict? Yeah. That wasn't the conflict. She was pretty cool. The with only it, thing fact. that I can think is that she didn't know because she got hit in the head. And then when they were rewatching it in bed, she had the ice over her eyes. Yeah. So maybe she didn't see him cheering and yelling before he finally turns to her. Yeah. To look at her head. I've done some shitty stuff in my life, but I've never had a girl it's get hit really by bad. a baseball and then cheered. Yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. And it's partially 
is a significant amount of it is the fact that she's on her fucking laptop. She should not be on a laptop at a fucking game. You just can't do that. Are you victim blaming? No, I'm saying that it's understood that when you are in those seats, you have to be aware of balls coming at you. Like I remember sitting on the third baseline with my parents at a Reds game and my dad being like, you have to pay attention when you're here because you can get a ball. And me being like, okay. Like, you didn't bring your fucking laptop to a game. You bring a baseball mitt. Yeah. Not a laptop lady. But then if you do get hit, you would hope that your significant other doesn't... Cheer. Do that. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Ah! And yell. And then, oh, oh. Whoops. I mean, she would be out for a long time. Yes. Yes, she would be. Like... That wasn't a high fly ball. That was a fucking line drive at her forehead. Ugh. City. Boston. It couldn't have been in any. The only other way this could have been a thing was another major baseball city. But like Yankees. basically New York. Yeah. But even then, I don't think it had the. the it wouldn't have. Uh... Boston has that. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, it was like a. Like they said in the movie. Honestly, the curse I of think Beirut, it would be, be more fitting if it were in Boston. The second place would be chicago more than new york i think because chicago has cubs. that insane yeah forever about it with when the it, cubs and the white Sox. they have a whole thing with the white Sox. won't too. it make sense for this movie for it to be kind of like a uh, uh a, a lovable a lovable loser team yeah it, so to speak you know it wouldn't yeah. make sense was the yankees it was like i've been going to these yankee yeah, games poor Derek Jeter, t- he's only hitting ridiculous shot you I, know were you about to say hitting ridiculous shots? Shots. Nice. <laughs> jerking it. Just jerking <laughs> When she says, like, jerk it out of the park, I'm like, ooh, was that the last line you were going to say? Their jobs. She's a math whiz. Was she an accountant? I or don't like, know. What? They never really established what Something she did. Something with stocks and numbers. Was it stocks? I could I assuming know. accountant. Sure. They just kept saying things about number. Holy shit. We never actually found out what I she did. I don't know. Something with math. Okay. She was, and he's a math teacher. She was good at math and he was a teacher. Yeah. I feel like teachers are good. A good romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, cutesy sweet spot. Yeah. Okay. Very never been kissed. Mm-hmm. Um, joie de vie. There was a good amount of that. Mm. Obsession with the Red Sox. Um... Good amount of physical comedy. Oh, yeah. We were just talking about the getting hit with a baseball. Well, and also like her friend punching her other friend and her dropping the rope when they're rock climbing. She was not. uh, What is that called? (laughs) Belaying? She was not doing that correctly whatsoever. Well, yeah, no. And she wasn't spotting her correctly. That's what I mean. Everything about that scene was like (laughs) off-putting because in the background you see people doing it correctly. (laughs) It's like this wouldn't happen. Yeah. Um, we talked about the precocious child, mm-hmm. the cameo, I guess, is Stephen King. I'd say Stephen King, yeah. Yeah. Um, lots of real world advice. A ton of real world yeah. advice. And again, this is a movie, like all great works of art. <laughs> As you grow, you can glean different things from it. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, mm-hmm. Sarah. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. I really can. I've learned from this movie. I think I've grown as a person. I'll be very honest with you. I think it's given me a looking glass opportunity at different points in my life. One of which is right now. Yeah. And and hopefully I walk away having learned some things. I agree. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you. 
Um, what's the length of this movie? Hour forty-four. Mm. So it's on the higher end, but I don't. But I don't think right it feels. Yeah, I don't think it feels yeah. like. An I hour read 44. some reviews saying it drug a little bit. I don't think it did but really. I think it needed what it needed. Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't think she needed to get hit by that baseball. <laughs> if anything got cut out, I think that would be it. Yeah. Like, I'm not quite sure why that was in, except the Fairley brothers were like, we need physical comedy. Because mm. it didn't, it only made him look like a shithead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that was the point of it to show how obsessed he was with the Red Sox to where he would neglect her even if she was injured. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, the subgenre would be screwball. I guess. A lot of this movie is about their relationship. It's like, meet cute, they're together. And they're together throughout mm-hmm. most of it. Yeah, there's whereas not a chase. A, yeah, whereas a lot of other rom-coms is they meet cute, then there's a conflict, and they can't get together. Whereas oh, this okay, one is yeah. they meet, they are together, then there's a conflict. So we call this a relationship rom-com? Are we adding yet another one? Maybe? Yeah, or do we know. have a relationship rom-com now? Because mm. you're right. It's the, the the conflict has nothing to do with they can't necessarily be together. Right. I mean, they, they are, are together. together but there's will just they friction. Last? Yeah, there's friction. Any others? Or is that mm. most of what we got? Clearly it's a buildings Roman. Yes, absolutely. Like, it's fairly, it is. fairly brothers, like you said. Yeah. But it is also a rom-com because they are in this relationship through most of the movie. Mm. He just grows in the relationship. I mean, so Knocked Up is that way too, where they're together. Yeah. But then there's a conflict that she's pregnant. So it's kind of a reverse in a way, kind of. And there's a pregnancy thing, just like Knocked Up. There is? Oh, and he bought that little jersey. That was cute. Mm. Oh, and he looked sad. Yeah. He also had a phone that was a baseball mitt. Yeah. Okay, so if an alien came down and beat Boop and said, I want to see her in a comedy. Beep Boop. One to ten. Sports. It's a sports It's a sports rom-com. It's a sports rom-com. What was right. I talking about? Yeah, yeah, Duh. Yeah. Scratch out what you have down there. Yeah, it's a sports. Um, but if an alien came down and on a scale of one to ten, you know, would you show him this? Is this a romantic comedy? One to ten. Do they like sports? And does an alien like sports? Are they into baseball? In this instance, uh, yes, this alien is a... (laughs) Can they... Can they... He's more into cricket. If they're into something, Mm. they can turn it to understand this, I would think. Just like you and jam bands. Yeah. Is the alien passionate about something outside of being an alien? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then let's assume yes, he is. Okay. Like he's really into the mechanics of his ship. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it lets him fly around, beep boop. Beep boop boop. Um, I'd, I'd probably give it like an 8.5 mm-hmm. because it does rely so heavily on sports. Mm-hmm. Baseball specifically. Um, but it has all the elements there. Yeah. You know, it's there. They're cute. Yeah. They have a lot of learning. They're fun. There's a lot of comedy. They only have one sex scene, though. They really don't talk about them like... They talk a lot about having sex, though. But, like, it's not shown Mm. in, like, the physical way. There's not a lot Mm. of, like... Doing it. Yeah. Except for the one time they come home from the baseball game and they're, like, making out and, like, fall onto his bed. Yeah. But that's the first time you see them actually hint at a physical relationship between them. Mm. Other than that, Mm. it's just flirting and, like making seagull sounds you know <laughs> i they mentioned like having sex all night a couple times after that scene oh okay 
But that's the first. And then you see them post coitus after the the yeah the ball or yeah. whatever. The... But I think this movie also bridges the gap between like early twenties, even teen, early twenties rom com and like adult nor Efron rom com. It's like they're in that world yeah, where yeah. they're like late twenties slash thirty. Like yeah, how she's old turning are they thirty. Supposed to she be just in turned this? thirty. Okay. Yeah, because twenty plus ten. Oh my god! It's her twenty plus ten birthday. In this movie? Yeah. Oh fuck. And and in real like that's how old they were then. Oh god. So in real life. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I'm in a lot of trouble, aren't I? Uh, yeah, this was like fucking fifteen years ago. Oh no. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um so I think it like it bridges that gap. They're adults. They're not quite as adult as Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan are. Yeah. But they're adults. Yeah, that's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Absolutely. So there. Okay. <laughs> I'm calling it a ten. This is a, a ten. ten. This is a ten for me. What what about this isn't a romantic comedy? I know there's a lot of sports in it, but yeah. but you would not confuse this movie for anything other than a romantic comedy. It hits all the If you're of our an tropes. alien though, you'd be like, Why is there so many what's going on with all this? What's up with the sports? So much inside baseball, literally. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You make a good point, and Alien would be confused by that. <laughs> I'll give, I'll peel back to a nine five, but I'm going no lower than that. Okay. I'll take away the half a point for it being a little hard for an alien to follow sports. Yeah. But I mean, th- this is a romantic comedy, and yeah. it's a. I think it is a good one. I think it has a lot of the like. It has all the tropes that we look for, but they're not to the point of being cheesy I think the other reason I may bring it down slightly is because it's also so clearly a Bildungsroman like it could push Bildungsroman just as high as rom-com like he's really learning a lot about himself and who he is and who he wants to be I love this movie I really love this movie. It's like right up your alley. I know. I love this movie. And it's just so fun. And they're so good together. Yeah. I smiled so much seeing this movie. Yeah, they're sweet. People need to see this. Yeah, they do. That's all I... Fever Pitch. Not to be confused with Summer Catch. Fever Pitch. Oh, that was another good... I do like all the baseball Mm -hmm. rom-coms. You have like a weird baseball thing? Apparently, Deep in your soul? I have a romantic... Your heart shaped like a baseball. Apparently, <laughs> it's a genetic thing, and I don't like to talk about it. Uh, is that is that all you got? Too? That's all I got. Okay, um, Sarah. If people wanted to look on Instagram, uh, they would go you. to romcomcomdotcom, and my last post on Instagram has been blowing up. So maybe more people are going to pay attention. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I got to like hashtag the shit out of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if they wanted to shoot us an email to say, like, you know what I've been thinking? If anybody has any ideas, people will shoot us e- uh, emails for good rom-coms to do and, yeah. and wonderful. But mm-hmm. it's usually, like, the heavy hitters. Like, it, great. Suggest mm-hmm. those, absolutely. But I would love it if someone had any suggestions for a movie that, like, I don't know what to call it other than maybe, like, a fringe rom-com. Like, something sure. that we wouldn't necessarily consider a rom-com. But then when you really break it down by the elements, go, oh, man, like, this actually is a rom-com. So, yeah. if you have any suggestions like that. Well, um, speaking of which, I got a user, I got a listener email from Cody that says um, her or his, his, her, 
Uh, two favorite rom-coms are How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and Sweet Home Alabama. Excellent choices. But they also recommended The Bachelorette, starring Kirsten Dunst, Lizzie Kaplan, and Isla Fisher. Some Ooh. of my favorites. Yeah, I love Isla Fisher. I love Lizzie Kaplan. Isn't awesome. Sasha Baron Cohen's wife? Isla Fisher is, yeah. yeah. And Lizzie Kaplan's from Masters of Sex. I have no idea who Lizzie Kaplan is. She's then. awesome. Oh, cool. And then uh, something called The First Time with Britt Robertson and Dylan O'Brien. Ooh. So, Cody, we're going to have to get on those. Yeah. And we really appreciate your email. Yeah, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is definitely on the list. I know we've talked about from uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, a good friend of the show, uh, Mike. He... Mm-hmm. That son of a bitch has Matthew McConaughey, early Matthew McConaughey hair, where it's like curly. And so he... And he's like out in the ocean all the time. He's got the salt. Yeah, he's the the closest we got to McConaughey. So we're kind of waiting for him to come back to do that one. Oh, are we? That... In my head, kinda. Yeah, I didn't Christmas. tell you that one. Christmas, yeah. guys. Christmas. That son of a bitch. He girls would always at the pool. Love playing with his yeah. hair because it was so curly, and he'd grow Man, it out guys big just so they hair do it. In high school. That was great. And here I sat with pin straight hair um. while that son of a bitch got his hair played with, and I sat there, no hair being played with no. Sarah, nothing. No, curls. That son of a bitch. If people wanted to send us any of those emails, Sarah, where they would, would they go do? to mail at romcomcom dot com. Uh, Cody also sent theirs through our um, Squarespace account, so you can do that too. So many options. You can just get to us. Yeah. Facebook, same place as Instagram. Yeah, and hey, rate, review, wherever subscribe. you get this. Yeah, rate, review, subscribe I anywhere you get this. I switched over to Stitcher. Come on over. It's great. Yeah, but if you, you know. Also, Apple Podcasts. Also, Google Play. Jamming but, out. Yeah, but write a review. Help us out. Yeah. And then uh, if you like our... Uh, Intro and outro theme song. Check out This Is My Suitcase. Oh, hey, Joe just got married. The lead huh, singer congrats, of uh, that band. So uh, they have another band. Uh, God, is it? I think it might be Classical Baby that just put out an album. I think hmm. it's like children's music. So check them out. Cool. He has another band, Van Dale, that just put out some stuff. And, He's all over the place. Oh, yeah. He was on the uh, cover of the final edition of Columbus Alive. Yeah. It was his picture I on the we cover. we talked about this. We might have. Well, he's still there. Oh, well. He's the cat heaven. <laughs> Love. Check it out. <sighs> I had fun, Sarah, because I really like this movie. I know. Yeah. And look forward to more. We're going to go adult next. We're going to do fun things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know if I should have said that. You can cut that part. No. <laughs> I had fun, Sarah. I had fun, too. Thanks for listening. just opened up before me. There you go. Yeah. Uteruses. Yep. Yeah.